without further ado, because I know you want to, you don't want to hear me talk about Megadeth, because I could talk about Megadeth all day, and it would be fun. It would be rocking. But uh, we're going to talk some lions. We're going to bring in my good friend Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit. Uh, Eric has been, uh, Eric used to work for me back in the day at Detroit Lions Draft, rest in peace. Uh, he then worked above me at Lions Wire, uh, and then we became co-editors. He moved on, and he's doing great things at Pride of Detroit. So uh, let's get in here. Eric, my man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Nice to talk to you again. It is very good to hear you vo- your voice. And uh, so we're, we'll, we'll jump right into it. What did I? What's the biggest thing that I missed in missing the first three or four days of, of being over in Allen Park? I think the biggest thing or the biggest unexpected thing is how they've they've kind of switched up their defensive front and it has really featured Charles Harris prominently. It's uh in their when they use four man fronts, they're starting Charles Harris along with Aiden Hutchinson. They're using a lot more five man fronts, which we saw in week oh, yeah. seventeen and eighteen and that and what they're doing for that is they're standing Charles up and they're running them at the Sam. And so um Hutchinson is still Hutchinson, like he he still looks great, but Harris is uh, very dedicated, and the coaching staff loves him, and he is showing his versatility to line up with a hand in the dirt and stand up as an edge uh, linebacker, and he's uh, he's really been the talk of the first few days because uh, that's the biggest I think unexpected thing was we were expecting a lot of last year, but now uh, Harris has really come on to burst onto the scene again. Yeah, he and he he didn't have a great season last year, even before he got injured. And then we all saw James Houston just explode uh, at the end of the season. He he wound up uh, getting some Rookie of the Year, in, not like top votes, but like third place votes. And and it seems like that's a natural flow for him. But uh, Eric, I I keep fighting this good fight on on social media, and hopefully you can reinforce me here. The coaching staff freaking loves Charles Harris, don't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, massively, and, and and it's his tenacity, it's his ability to do multiple things, and they just they trust him. They trust that he's going to be the same player from the first snap of the game to the last snap of the game, and that he's going to give them maximum effort every time. James Houston is a terrific pass rusher. He has elite skills that are just things that are hard to teach or maybe you can't even teach them to a lot of guys but james lacks balance he lacks his ability to drop into coverage he he lacks ability to be very proficient against the run and he like i said elite pass rushing skills but his game isn't rounded yet and so charles harris's game is rounded and so he's repping higher right now and he's going to rep higher until james houston takes another step in his development so with that, uh, talking with Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit here, where is Houston getting? So the five man front to me, I love the, I love it. By the way, we talked about this in minicamp early this summer when they started showing some looks from it. I think it's a fantastic look for their defense. Is Houston? Uh, is he getting the the second team Sam reps? Is he standing up as as an off ball backer? Is he getting any looks like that, or, or where is he fitting right now? Mostly he's fitting in as like the third team, and that's because they're trying to give Julian Aquara as many Sam reps as they can. The problem is is Julian isn't seizing the moment. And so it started out with Julian getting first team, and they start almost every practice, or I'm second team, and they start out almost every practice favoring the veterans, right, because Julian's a third-year, a fourth-year veteran, and Houston's just going into his second year. But inevitably – 
Julian just isn't making splash plays. He's he's not really making himself noticeable. And a couple of times you saw Houston kind of jump him in the middle of practice on the depth chart, and he was getting higher reps. And so it's an interesting battle. But, like, I don't think Houston taking third-team reps is necessarily, like, uh, you know, an indicator that he's necessarily in trouble. I think it's just they're trying to give Julian every opportunity while also rounding out uh, Houston's game, which is a lot easier to do against the third team guys than it is the second. And uh, it's just it, it's a seniority thing. Like I, Houston's, like I said, Houston's pass rushing skills are so good that it, I don't. Like, it's not like they're just going to lose him, even if he's just a situational pass rusher. That's going to be okay. I think Julian's the one who needs to really uh, be, you know, trying to expand his game because he might be in trouble. I'm I'm with you 100% on that, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. We can talk about this more in depth right. and, and a little bit more behind the scenes. But uh, thank you for the information on that. One of the players that I get asked about a lot, I know you do too. Ifyazu Malifanwu, is he gonna emerge as something in his third year, or is this just a case of it's just not there? I, I think he's really established himself as the third option at safety. Now, there's a caveat to that because I'm including Chauncey Gardner uh, and uh, Gardner Johnson and Brian Branch is kind of like Nichols, right? Right. So, you, uh, so you're you're evaluating them as corners. So you're saying he's behind Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker, right? Now, okay. it's very possible that the Lions only keep Walker, Kirby, and Melifonwu because of branches and Gardner Johnson's ability to play safety. Right. right. And so like, if you're looking at like the depth chart in, in, in like Savion Smith and Brady breeze there, they haven't really stepped up to challenge Melifonu. Melifonu has made a couple of plays. He showed a little bit more range in his ability to cover. They've dropped him into the box, into the nickel, which is not something they were doing last year. They kept him almost solely at that, like kind of single high. Right. And so they're starting to expand his positional range a little bit. And so that's helping. And he's, he's stepping up. So I think he's progressing nicely. And right now he would be my favorite to be like the last safety in type of thing. That's good to hear because he, he is an, he's a very impressive guy to look at. He's also a very impressive guy to talk to. Like he's a guy that you want and will Harris is kind of in the same boat. Like they're, they're very athletic. They're very smart. They're erudite. They care, but it just hasn't clicked for whatever reason on the football field. But, uh, uh, I'm glad to hear that we're we're getting some progress with with Ify there, and and uh, also Will Harris. I know is you've you've written about him a couple times this summer, um, sort of being an integral veteran type role. Yeah, like he was playing outside corner uh, to start camp, and then when uh, Gardner Johnson gets hurt, he steps into the middle just because, again, favoring the veterans over the rookies. They're not going to want to put Branch, uh, push him right into a like starter reps. They want to be able to use him in a lot of different ways as, as like uh, in the reserve role capacity right now. So Harris is really he's a vital asset in what they want to do in order to stay fluid in that secondary. He can play inside, he can play outside. Uh, he actually, you know. Remember, he's got safety range too, right? So if they absolutely were in an emergency, he's got that capability as well. So, and then when you look at his contract, like he he got one of those better minimum contracts. So he, yes, he it did. actually costs yeah, it costs more to cut him than it does to keep him. So Will Harris is going to play an important role, not just you know he, he's going to make this roster not just because of uh, his contract, but because like he's filling in in a lot of different areas. And again, another guy the coaching staff trusts more than the fans do. Yeah, hundred percent with you on that. And and I, Eric, you know you know this. I have been 
critical of Will Harris ever since the minute he was drafted. I have seen his growth. I have seen him make himself a valuable member of the Detroit Lions, and I'm happy for him because he's he, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. He knows that I have been salty towards him, and he doesn't hold it against me, and I, I appreciate that. Um, let, let's let's talk about a rookie that is going to play a lot, Sam Laporta. Just just let me let me bask in how awesome he has been in the first few days of training camp. I mean, everything we saw in the spring, we're, we're, we're seeing in the fall, right? Like, oh, all that. Yeah. He, he was he was very dominant in the spring, and, and he hasn't really backed off of that at all. It's he's um, he's very easy route runner. He has he has a great jumping ability, solid hands. Uh, his most impressive skill is probably his yak, because when he gets his hand on the ball, he's immediately upfield and running to space. And uh, you mean he's not falling down right after he catches it like a certain <laughs> Hawkinson used yeah, to? Yeah, amazingly. Um, it's it, it's what Sam Laporte is going to be one of these cases where we look back at you know him coming out of Iowa. And we're going to wonder, I think, why he wasn't like a first rounder, because Iowa's offense was so bad. It was so hard to evaluate him. And I really think I underestimated what he was capable of. But now that he's in an NFL offense and he's he's getting the ball on a, in a timely fashion, he's becoming very quickly, uh, you know, accustomed to what how the how Jerry Goff throws a ball, and uh, he's just a reliable target. And he's already, he's he's getting more starter reps than anybody else at this point, which is, I think, not a surprise, but maybe how fast he's, he's gotten into that spot might be a little bit of a surprise. But, I mean, his, his presence, it, it was inevitable that he's going to be the guy. That's that's just great to hear because uh, you, you made me flash back to watching Iowa's offense last year, and you could make a case that he was their best quarterback last year. <laughs> uh, that that's how that's how rough it was. Talking with Eric Schliff from Pride of Detroit here, uh, talking about some Lions uh, on our day off from training camp. Uh, let, 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 so one of the things that that surprised me in reading your reports, along with those others, is that Graham Glasgow is getting some first team reps. Uh, can, can you talk about at, at right guard? Can you talk about how he looks and what's going on with Big V? Is this something that we need to be concerned about? Is this a legitimate competition, or is this just Big V isn't available and they're they're letting Graham go? Kind of a combination of all of it, right? Because okay. they brought Graham in and, and, and they've said we're going to allow you to compete. Uh, when they started camp, Graham was the one. He started with the ones, and and some of this could be them slowly wanting to acclimate Vitae back into, you know, NFL, uh, you know, business here. Right. But then on day three, he pulled up a little bit and um, he didn't return to practice. And then he missed day four. So now he's injured and he's, and he's only taken starter reps one of the four days and Graham's done the other three because of the injury. And, and all of a sudden, I think Graham is showing his value, right? He is a steady veteran who has capability to start, and he's going to get a chance to to win the job. But if Vitae can't stay healthy, he's going to get it by default. And so what's interesting is that there's a trickle-down effect as well, right? So, like, when Graham steps up, then now Colby Sorsdale steps into the second-team right guard spot. And they were actually starting to incorporate him with second-team reps kind of late in practice each of the days prior. And so, but now he, with Vitae not uh, practicing, 
Florisol is firmly in with the twos. And, um, you know, I think we'll get a better look at how they perform once the pads come on. But, like, from a movement standpoint, uh, both those right cards look pretty good. And uh, we'll just got to see if Vitae can get and stay healthy. Boy, that would be nice if he could, because we, we've talked all summer, all offseason, about how great it is to have your projected starting offensive line all healthy, and already one of them's dinged up. But uh, it, it's encouraging to hear you talk well about Glasgow, because uh, uh, if you ask anybody who covered him in Denver, they're going to tell you that he was terrible there. And uh, oh, yeah. it's it's nice to hear him come back, and good good words on Sorostal. Real quick, before I let you go, um, we are draft guys at heart, Eric. Give me your undrafted free agent, not named Starling Thomas, that has the best chance of making the team. <laughs> you took my, you took the <laughs> gimme away. Absolutely. Right? I mean, because because he's Thomas, good. <laughs> I mean, Thomas is really good. Um, you know, like he's he was he was CB four outside CB four entering the training camp when Harris shifts inside. Now he's CB three. Um, when Jerry Jacobs was uh, not on the field for a couple of reps, it was Thomas who was in with the starters. Like that's awesome. He's he's very quickly rising up the depth chart. Uh, he's Gunner, first team Gunner, right as well. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it, it gets a little harder a- a- after Thomas. Um, I, I still think that a running back three position is, is up for grabs. Um, bringing. Jackson back really makes it a little bit tighter of a competition, and um, you know, Craig Reynolds has been taking a lot of reps there. But uh, Ibrahim, if he can, if he's out of Minnesota, he's got a real chance, I think, to to make his way in. He's looked a little silkier, a little smoother as camp has gone on. Putting these pads on, I think, is going to be a real benefit for him. So yeah, uh, that's, that's he'll get his a chance <laughs> Yeah, like he'll get a chance to be a little bit more of a bully. Um, there's a couple. Of, there's been a couple of times where he's just like he's found the hole and gone ten yards before he's even getting like a hand on him. So uh, I, I still think he's got a shot. Um, but yeah, taking Thomas away from my uh, from my choices was. was I mean, really, he, he's uh, he's make, so obvious. He he's the fastest guy on the team. I don't think people understand. He got clocked yeah. at over twenty four miles per hour at UAB. He can fly, folks, and he's also got some ability. He's he's had he's some injury. He's he's undrafted because he's already twenty four years old. Will be twenty five during the season, and he's had a lot of knee problems. But boy, if he can keep it on the tracks, man, he's he's gonna play. <laughs> Well, you know, look, Thomas is Thomas is feisty too. Like um, they were they were doing a run left play uh, with Craig Reynolds, and uh, Fetty gets out and pull and, and pulls, and he locks up with Thomas, and, and that's unfair because Fetty's six six three thirty, right? And so he he locks onto Thomas, and he he takes him from like two yards inside inbounds to like three yards out of bounds, and uh, the play was over, and. Uh, Thomas let up, and Effetti didn't. And Thomas took exception to that and grabbed him by the face mask. And uh, yeah, maybe he he's, he's oh. outweighed by like 160 pounds. Like, and and he and uh, yet he was uh, he was tussling with the big man and uh, the pair. They went to the ground like they were tussling it up. It was he's not scared. Oh like, man, Aaron Glenn has to love that. <laughs> oh, Dan, yeah, Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell, like Brian Duker went over and gave him an attaboy on it. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, they they he he's just so tenacious and 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 they're willing to do almost anything. It's he's 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 a fun guy that I think Lions fans are really gonna they're really gonna love. Well, Eric Slit, thank you so much for joining us, Eric Slit from POD. I will see you tomorrow morning. Hopefully, the pads are on tomorrow. Tell me they're gonna be on tomorrow. 
that's my understanding. The way oh, they were talking God. in Allen Park is that they're expecting pads to be on. So that will make uh, practice a lot more fun, play. and we can we can check out my oh, guy yeah. Trevor Nowoski from Saginaw and see how he's hitting because uh, I, I I like him. You want me? I'll tell you. Look, real I quick, knew, I knew real you're quick, trying to get me off the air here, but like he's he's he, they're playing him all over. Uh, Sam, Will, Mike, they're doing a lot with him, so they're giving him a chance to go too. Awesome, Eric Schlitt, Thanks so much for joining us on the Huge Show. Thank you, bud.